Hello, guys. Welcome to our pod abroad. In this episode, we'll be talking about two-party systems and multiple-party systems. What are the pros and what are cons? So, and we're going to start off with、uh, the conversation that happened in Italy and whether or not they would have been better off with a a two-party system that you see in the in the U.S. So. the The reason we were talking about this was because of the political crisis which happened in Italy、uh, this year. And and if you're not familiar, essentially,、um, what happened is that、uh, Italy, of course, was hit very hard、uh, by the COVID nineteen pandemic,、um, and they responded quite effectively. I thought, and and most people thought,、uh, they imposed、mm-hmm. heavy restrictions. On travel and and really the first intensive lockdowns、uh, that we saw in Europe, and for the most part, the the prime minister Giuseppe Conte and his government were applauded for this、uh, because、uh, it, it demonstrated that these types of of measures do actually work, and that in in general the the Italian people cooperated、um, with everything, and they were successful somewhat. In in in、uh, subsiding that that first wave of the pandemic that we had here in Europe. Now, what happened after that is that the the European Union、uh, decided to 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 give out、uh, money、um, as as a response to the the COVID nineteen pandemic, and and what they hope is that you know the the country will be able to recover. Uh, post post COVID nineteen, and that they would receive funds from the European Union to to help with that effort. Now, <laughs>、uh, that sort of kicked off a whole political crisis in in Italy because,、mm. of course, there are differing opinions about、uh, where those funds should be directed. And now, every country has these sort of issues, these sort of funding issues. Um, but Italy, Italy is is a very interesting case because they've had more governments、uh, than the country has been a country. I think、uh, that's a commonly phrased <laughs> state, <laughs> statement. I hope it's still true.、Um, I mean, I don't hope it's still true, but、uh, I hope I'm saying the right thing.、Um, and they <laughs> have this history of you know creating and then and dismissing governments like really really frequently. And so of course. Um, with this new influx of cash, or the promise of the influx of cash,、uh, there were disagreements, and what happened is one very,、uh, how should we describe him,、uh, boisterous or or wanting someone with great ambition,、uh, Matteo Renzi,、um, who can who、mm-hmm. who is the leader of a party、mm-hmm. which which controls maybe like. Two or three percent of the Italian population. They they represent just two or three percent,、um, and they are a、mm-hmm. part of、uh, Giuseppe Conte's coalition.、Um, they withdrew their support、uh, for for Conte's uh, Conte's uh, government. And and now I I know that I'm、mm-hmm. uh, glossing over a lot of details here, but、uh, we're just using this as an example. So so we'll get into the to the real discussion. But essentially, what that meant. Is that this person, Matteo Renzi, with just two to three percent, representing just two to three percent of the Italian population, was able to withdraw his support from the Conte government, and that、uh, effectively made、uh, 
that removed the the majority and and so the government fell apart uh because you need mm -hmm. that you need the mm -hmm. whole coalition in order to govern so you know what was interesting to me is that in a country like italy would it be better to have a different type of government because it seems incredibly easy for a small percentage of the population to to withdraw support and then inhibit the government from governing which is the whole purpose of government um and anything mm. which inhibits the government from governing should maybe be reconsidered what do you think tadashi yeah i i feel like you know italy is having a political crisis every other year yeah um so if I understand it correctly, uh, Matteo Renzi, uh, who happens to be a former prime minister of Italy, uh, was representing, was first like the leader of like the reasonably large central left party, but then he left that central left party, uh, I think a democratic political democratic party. I think it's called the Partito Democratico, if I'm pronouncing it correctly. And then he created uh, Italia Viva, right? And Italia Viva is a very new party. It was formed in uh, September of 2019. Um, and it only has a handful of seats in, in the parliament or in, how do you call it, in the Congress. Um, but uh, because the Con Giuseppe Conte's uh, government rely on relied on coalitions of multiple different parties uh, in the parliament, um, even that handful of seats were essential in maintaining Conte's government. And because Renzi, probably for his political ambitions, uh, withdrew support from the Conte government, uh, they no longer had the absolute majority, uh, the, the governing majority. So Conte had to resign and the president um, um, ordered someone to, you know, the president ordered the parliament to form a new government, right? And in Italy, I think we see um, the downsides of having uh, multiple multiple parties because you see, like when you have multiple parties, you kind of have like parties that represent specific portion of the electorate. You know, parties that only represent like certain regions, for example, or parties that represent someone who likes uh, Pepsi instead of Coca Cola, and those. And people, people's seats, um, the Congress seats are split into those multiple different parties. So even the small parties have a huge power because no party has the absolute majority in this case. Yeah, and and you know, look, this is a this is a system of government which many countries in the world have. And mm -hmm. the good thing about it, what, what most European countries would say, is that look. We are being, it's clear that many, many more um, components of our society are represented in the government. They could say, look, here is mm -hmm. us, here is, we may only be 1%, but we have a seat mm -hmm. in government. But, yeah. but the problem, the problem is, you know, I, I keep getting back to this point that the government is supposed to be governing, you know, we have some Chinese friends and, and they would argue that, you know, in the, in the Chinese system, uh, the government governs but there's no real representation. And so, and then, but here in Italy, you have the mm. opposite scenario where there's representation of, of all mm -hmm. these little parties, but you know, the, the, the internal debate, is it, is it, 
is it preventing them from moving forward so much to to the effect that they don't really have a government? It, you could see that happening, uh, not in the case of, of mm. Italy, but in the case of other countries where yeah. there's so much internal debate. Lots of people even say that about the U.S., for example. Look how ineffective uh, the U.S. Mm -hmm. uh, Congress has been in, in passing any laws because it's so partisan and this, this constant mm -hmm. internal debate, you know, we need more mechanisms to ensure that the process of government uh, continues in some fashion, no? Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, you know, a lot of countries have this multiple party system. You know, America, in, technically, like America has a two-party system. But if you launch, you know, New York party and then you get like 10 seats, you know, it's theoretically possible to have representation in Congress, right? There's no rules that prohibit you from like forming a political party. And then like, you know, I think Bernie Sanders famously, I think he's, uh, he's an independent, right? But um, it is true that like America is basically has like two party system, um, you know, like on even those independents like, like Bernie Sanders caucuses with the Democrat. Um, on the other hand, uh, countries like the United Kingdom and um, Italy, if France and Japan have multiple parties that represent different factions of the society. Um, so from what I see, I think mo these multiple party systems tend to um, have like two different outcomes. One outcome is the Italian uh, path, that is like these governments, weaker governments uh, that rely on multiple different uh, fractions of the coalition. And every time when there's a uh, um, controversial issue, uh, one, one part of the coalition withdraws support and then you know they ended up choosing another prime minister. Um, another uh, thing, uh, and that's the Italian model, if you will. And the other thing, which I might call it the Japanese model, is that there is the dominant party that has like 60% of the vote or 55% of the vote of the representation. And then all the other oppositions are fractured between those small business groups. So this one dominant party uh, dominates uh, government essentially forever. I think the, the majority party in Japan, um, it's called the the Liberal Democratic Party, which is a conservative party, um, has been governing uh, for most of my life. Um, and what we see in this very different outcomes is that there isn't really like clear mandate, you know. Um, in the two-party system, for example, in America, um, Joe Biden won presidency, right? He has a clear mandate from the people. But uh, Italy um, has new prime minister uh, Mario Draghi, but like, does he have like clear mandate from people? I mean, he didn't like really win anything, right? A lot of like small parties got together and decided that he he he's the only person who could um, form a government. Yeah, um, he he was really a, a solution to solve this individual problem. That was sort of a sort of um, an an irregular event. Uh, that happened there. Mm -hmm. um, but what I would say is that, you know, I wanted to ask you something. In, in the US, we're used to this tennis match, you know, the back and forth, the Republican Party and then mm -hmm. the Democratic Party. You see that yeah. in elections, you see it in, in presidents, you know, the swinging mm -hmm. of the political pendulum. 
in in -hmm. japan for example what what would it take to remove this party this this um this dominant party from power or does is it not really about removing the party but rather swaying the party slowly you know inch by inch from left to right or or something like this like how how do you envision the the dominant party changing in in the in the system that you describe usually uh like it's very hard to defeat the dominant party because the dominant party has a huge amount of uh wealth and you know accumulated power and also when they when you know like when they have like multiple like opposition parties what ends up happening is that in one election there is the dominant party the ldp and like five other parties running for the same seat so the opposition votes get you know split into multiple different parties and what ended up happening is that the, the dominant party uh wins by winning the 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 plurality of the vote. Um, so what I think, well, of course, you know, the dominant party kind of shifts left and right depending on the electorate. Uh, we don't have a committed, we don't have a large number of committed voters who have pledged allegiance to like a certain party. Um, but I think it is, it has happened actually at one time in my life that this dominant party was defeated, but it required almost all of the opposition parties like uniting to form like this mega party. Um, and then they defeated the, the LDP, but you know, after a couple of years of governing, there was uh, like infighting within the, the, at that time it was called the Democratic Party, in, uh, infighting within the Democratic Party. So it ended up becoming like the Italy situation. When there was a lot of infighting, they, were, they went through a lot of like a prime minister very quickly and then they, they fell apart, they lost the election. And when they lost the election, because it was kind of like a coalition of uh, different fractions, they fell apart and the party uh, split and they're no longer here. So, let me, so ask another, yeah. let me ask another question, which is that why don't these smaller parties ever form like long lasting mm-hmm. coalitions that they say we're never going to break this up? Because this is essentially what happened in the US, right? Alexandria Corsio Cortez and Joe Biden are not really the same party. I mean, they're mm-hmm. in the American system, they are both Democrats, but they represent. Mm-hmm two ends of the spectrum. You know, it's not like the US, mm-hmm. a lot of people, when they look at US politics, uh, mm-hmm. they think it's very black and white. It, it's not black and white. There is a political spectrum all the way from mm-hmm. right extremists all the way mm-hmm. to far left extremists, just like mm-hmm. any other country. But what they do is they band mm-hmm. together under this banner of the Democratic Party and the Republican Party in order to, in order to get uh, things to the floor. You know, there's this whole discussion of whether Donald Trump should form his own government uh, or whether that would that would destroy the Republican Party, you know, by creating three parties and then the Democrats would win everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess what, what I'm asking you is that what mechanism is is ensuring mm-hmm. that these multi-party systems don't become two-party systems? You know what I mean? 
because you could see the benefit mm. of forming long-term two-party solutions. Yeah. What is what is preventing mm-hmm. that from happening happening naturally? Um, I think I think there are like two reasons. Uh, one reason is that um, you know there is an interest in maintaining uh, uh, the current system from the politician's perspective because if you're a politician who are representing like very specific um, part of the electorate, like if I'm elected solely because I love Pepsi over Coca-Cola, you know, if I'm, if I'm part of this like broad group, my voice, like my representation will get lost. So I can like stay in office forever by representing this small uh, portion of the electorate, you know, in this small area maybe. But if I become part of the larger uh, party, I might have to abandon this position because you know most people don't like Pepsi, for example, um, and that would destroy my political future, like as an individual politician. That's reason one. So, and we have like a different you know variations of these kinds of politics. And the second reason is that they have this uh, a system in which uh, you can. Become, you can be elected by not winning uh, the majority of the votes in certain districts. So we have two different systems of uh, election. One election is easier for you to understand. It's kind of like the congressional election in the US. So everybody, you know, like in the certain districts, in the certain election districts, um, you, you learn for this uh, seat and then whoever gets the most vote uh, gets to be seated as a, uh, as a member of the parliament. The second system is that uh, we, it's kind of like the Senate, but not really. We kind of like divide Japan into multiple different parts. And based on the population, uh, we allocate certain number of seats in like a big district. So for example, in Tokyo, there are six uh, upper chamber seats allocated. And one party can run like as many number of candidates as you want. So hypothetically, like my party can dominate, can run like six uh, candidates. And they, if they all, if they dominate, you know, the highest uh, um, number of votes from like one to six, then I get all the vote, I get all the seats. My party gets all the seats. Uh, um, so what this, um, what this, like system encourages is that you don't have to finish like first or second or third. You know, you can get C even if you finish fifth or sixth. Right. Yeah, that's very interesting. And um, so, so this kind of there's a system in which you there's like a s- structure that kind of um, gives a bit of advantage to like smaller parties. Is what I'm saying. Instead of like, uh, instead of like, having this direct election for for one district, right, right. Yeah, but 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 you know, a lot of people have given me this argument that the parliamentary system is is more representative uh, because of this reason, and and also because you know mm-hmm. the the different banners 
which the political parties fly or operate are visible to everyone. Um, mm. But I, I kind of tend to, to disagree with that yeah. because, you know, just because they fly under that banner of say, let's, let's say the Green Party, like the Green Party uh, wins very few votes mm-hmm. in the US or whatever, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that the, the ideas, that those same mm-hmm. ideas are not being implemented in, in, in the political system. And wouldn't it be more efficient if, so, mm. so in this parliamentary system, you have to have this period of, um, of negotiation, of cooperation, of trying mm-hmm. to form a government, right? They are always talking mm-hmm. about, you know, the time it takes to form a government. You know, there was a long time yeah. Israel was kind of stuck in limbo because they couldn't form yeah. a government. In- yeah, you negotiate by giving like ministerial positions to like which parties, right? Right, right. And, yeah. But in the two-party system, the government is already formed. And the mm-hmm. negotiations in terms of legislating and of, of cooperation happen mm-hmm. in, in the background. Mm-hmm. You know? so, so I'm not sure that yeah. it's totally a, a better system of, of representation. It's just maybe a more public, uh, more publicly you can view the whole spectrum of there's another thing I wanted to ask you about. Boris Johnson became the prime minister of, of, of the United Kingdom. H- how did he become the prime mm-hmm. minister? The people didn't- He became the prime minister. No, people didn't vote for him directly. He became the prime minister by winning, um, winning this kind of like a primary within the party. So basically the, the Tory people, uh, the to- member of the Tory party, the conservative party, chose him to be the prime minister and the Tory party happens to be the majority party, uh, he automatically became the prime minister. Now, how do you feel about that? Because I feel that, you know, sometimes the people that um, the the party sees as a leader are not the same Mm -hmm. people that the people see as, as Mm. right? So for example, you know, Boris Johnson is is a a big time politician within the Tory party, but Maybe he, if if it was a public election for that position, maybe mm-hmm. he wouldn't have won because they've seen him operate as the, mm-hmm. as the mayor of London and he's a well-known figure within that country. Maybe they wouldn't have done it. So is it really, what do you think of that mechanism where the the most important position in the government is, is elected by a closed door party mm. rather than yeah party. like it kind of detaches the the whoever has the most power in the country from the public right because Boris Johnson isn't like directly held accountable to the people because like his, his party is right his party is held accountable to the voters but he himself is kind of insulated because he was chosen by the member of the party not by the British uh, electorate overall and for example, um, the, the current Japanese uh, prime minister, whose name is uh, Suga, he has a very low approval rating. Um, and he's not particularly like a, a known figure. Um, so, but the, he is very good at like political maneuvering within the party. And that's how, how he became the prime minister. Um, but he's not necessarily a popular person uh, who would win uh, uh, like a popular election. 
so so it, it's definitely true that, that you kind of like detaches the 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 power from the people you know by by kind of insulating them uh, within the party but one of the arguments against it is that uh, when people are allowed to elect uh, their the, the leader of the country directly they might vote for someone say who tweets a lot you know who's on tv and who's like no and who tweets like crazy things um, that's why you have um, the electoral college. That's one of the reasons you have the electoral college, right? That the founding fathers, uh, quote unquote, like try to have a way to kind of have like a check so that people don't elect crazy people. In, in theory, that's so so, <laughs> so this parliamentary system, kind of in theory, yeah, the parliamentary theory uh, kind of acts in a similar way because hypothetically like they're chosen by you know politicians basically and politicians like if you know if the president of the united states if you know the leader of the republican party was chosen by you know elected uh, house of representatives and senators of the republican party they wouldn't have chosen donald trump in 2016 they would have chosen someone like you know whoever paul ryan or mitt romney or whoever right they've chosen more someone who's more mainstream or who's more uh, establishment Republican or Jeb Bush or whoever. Donald Trump won because it was kind of a direct election. But but do you think that uh, this way of electing a prime minister um, mm -hmm. contributes to this feeling that the 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 politicians, the governments, kind of operates on their own? I'm, I'm thinking of Berlusconi for for example. Mm, Berlusconi. Yeah. Power yeah, for a very long time, uh, very unpopular. He had many scandals in, in the country, mm -hmm. and yet he was very strong within his party, and and he knew yeah. sort of the way that the Italian government worked, and and as a result, mm -hmm. you know, people he kept coming back and back and back again. He was like yeah, yeah, politically, yeah. That's the result of of this sort of way of, of, of electing or I'm, I'm really trying to get at what are the pros and cons of the two yeah. systems yeah yeah I get what you're saying They're definitely right like you know like if it's kind of like a presidential system like voters can vote him out you know voters voted Donald Trump out um from the office but if you are like the leader of the party like even if the party loses, you know, the majority, like even then, like if, if your party is a powerful enough minority, like you still have a, so much power uh, in your hand, just being the leader of the party. Um, so, you know, like if, if Italy had, you know, it, if, you know, I mean, Italy has president, but you know, it's a different role. If it's kind of different kind of president from the US, but you know, if Italian system was similar to America, like probably like Berlusconi, would have like left a long time ago before we knew about all these crazy parties and you know Gaddafi and all this crazy stuff. So, 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 so from my personal opinion, um, the two-party system, I personally, I think prefer two-party system because it would um, make it easier for um, government to switch between two parties, right? That's what we see in America, right? You know. It, it was George W. Bush and then Barack Obama and then Donald Trump and then uh, Joe Biden. 
um, when this transition happens, like all the scandals and all the, the, the secrets of the previous administration they tend to come out. Like, you know, like even in the Biden administration, we've seen like some of the, the, the trouble of the vaccination, you know, uh, that there was no like stock vaccines um, in the Trump administration, like all these like things that come out and those, how to say, the sins of the previous administrations get cleansed um, to, to, to an extent, right? Um, and the, the way of holding a, a, a political figure directly accountable to, to their legacy, I think is more preferable. And it also encourages political participation more in my opinion, because you can see more directly that your vote being uh, reflected on who is representing the country. But also, you know, we can't ignore that there's a huge downside of having such a strong two-party system, which is that the all this mudslinging that you see, the, the, the partisanship that mm. you see, and also looking at, you know, how the country interacts with other countries, you know, Biden rejoined the the Paris Accord, the Paris Climate Accord, and mm -hmm. the, the first mm -hmm. the first article um, that I read about it here in on the French news on the French news sites was that how can we trust America when they're constantly changing administrations, constantly changing directions, yeah. back and back and forth. And so, in your opinion, in terms of policy, in terms of creating a stable changing but mm -hmm. able direction policy is a parliamentary mm -hmm. system better at this mm -hmm. because in the u.s you have back and forth and back and forth and back and forth what do you mm, maybe um but but i would say though that the, i mean perhaps but i would say though that um the current uh political climate in the united states is unique um i think both Democrats and Republicans in the past have kept a level of like normalcy, you know, like uh, it's not like every administration did 180 on uh, um, diplomatic policy. It's not like, you know, like Barack Obama, he just withdrew like all the troops from Iraq the moment he became president, right? He like reduce the number of the troops, but he didn't do 180 on everything Bush did. Um, so did like Bush didn't do 180 on uh, Clinton. Like I think Clinton was the one who joined, um, uh, was it a North American NAFTA, free trade agreement NAFTA? I think Clinton signed NAFTA, right? But Bush didn't like withdrew from NAFTA. So there was a certain level of understanding, certain level of consistency in American politics that both parties committed to. Um, and the, the current climate of um, polarization and this kind of like weird, um, I don't know, I don't even know how to describe it, but like weird personal level politics that like Donald Trump really hated Obama and he, uh, and you know, wanted to destroy every, every, every single one of Obama's legacy. Like that is very unique. And I wouldn't describe it as the, the norm of American politics. No, you, you're totally right. I, I wouldn't either. It's clearly uh, uh, weird times that we're living in. But I wonder if, you know, having this, 
I wonder if having this initial debate of, of the process mm. of forming a government, which you need to do in a, in a parliamentary system, helps sort of reset government in, in terms of, okay, we are one people, we need to sort of agree on something before we can mm-hmm. move forward. You know, we need to work together in terms of moving forward because, you know, yes, mm. the, the US was more stable in the past, but I'm not really sure why that was the case because, you know, politicians gain notoriety within a system by mm. expounding upon uh, extremist positions by saying, you know, they did it and they did it. The, the, there's finger pointing and mud slinging that has always existed. Mm-hmm. But in the in the parliamentary system, you know, it's in the U.S. system. It's it's all about let's make the Republican Party get more votes than the Democratic Party. But in the parliamentary system, you have this very clear objective from the onset: we need to work together. And I I just wonder if that's better for the health, let's say, the political health of of a country to mm. do a reset like that. Um, like you, you definitely have a point in that changes tend to happen like more slowly, I think in the parliamentary system, because like, even if, um, a certain, for example, like in the case of Italy, um, you know, the, the Italia Viva, was it the Renzi's party, which drew support from the coalitional government and Giuseppe Conte left the most of the coalitional uh, government is still there. Right. Yeah. And they, they, most members are still there. So even though the prime minister is a different person, uh, there is a level of continuity uh, in in the government, you know? Um, so in and, a way it's unstable, but in a way there is a level of continuity. Yeah, and, and Renzi's popularity in the country went way down because he was, it was very clear that he was the, uh, the person preventing the government from governing here in this time of... Mm-hmm when you really need the government to be uh, effective. Mm-hmm. Whereas, whereas often in the US, the, the, the individual uh, defectors or, or, or something who, who oppose a, a new mm-hmm. law or something often hide behind the, the two-party system a little bit, I feel. Mm. Yeah, so like even if you are very like unpopular, if you are from Texas and if you are Republican, you are guaranteed to, you know, stay in office, right? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So obviously, like there are like, I think pros and cons. I think in summary, a parliamentary system is more stable, but we see, we kind of, we don't see the level of direct representation that we see in the two-party system. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's very interesting. And there, there's always this debate, you know, which, which system is, there's no real better. There's just different pros mm-hmm. and cons, but yeah. in general, I think, you Let- know, we need more um, systems for allowing government to govern effectively. I think we're, we're reaching a point in mm-hmm. Italy and also. Let, let me ask you one, there. one thing for fun. Yeah, go ahead. Um, if America uh, uh, is told to a multiple party system, like how many parties do you think there will be? Ah, well, there would be a lot of parties, which which I think mm-hmm. is, is bad because you know America is very diverse country. Probably each state would <laughs> maybe would want to have their. I mean, mm-hmm. each state kind of has their own. 
party somewhat mm -hmm. already, uh, but you would definitely have parties based upon demographics, um, parties mm -hmm. based upon ideology. There'd definitely be mm -hmm. like California and a New York Green Party. There'd definitely be an NRA mm -hmm. party. Um, and <laughs> I don't think it would work, honestly, because, you know, certain parties uh, mm. who currently, you know, what I, what I found a lot in the U.S., the past U.S. politicians is like, you know, from the outside, it looks like all Republicans are just terrible or all Democrats, you mm -hmm. know, of Cortez. But the average, the electorate does a lot of okay, fine, I'll give up on this point, mm. which is important to me, because mm. I agree with the other topics that this party supports, you know? And mm. perhaps you'd, you'd, you'd find parties which better represent you, um, but also there'd be, it, it would be very difficult, I think. Mm. Well, like, like now, like, I think Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who is very popular among young people, and she's a very charismatic politician. Um, I think she, uh, in the interview uh, with the New York Times, I think she said that in a different country, uh, Joe Biden and her I would not be in the same political party. And I think that's true, right? You know, like in, in the UK, probably like AOC would be a member of the Green Party, for example. Um, but uh, in the context of American politics, AOC has to work with within the system. So she has to, she's a member of the Democratic Party and she kind of negotiates within the Democratic Party to, you know, make Biden more uh, progressive, you know, I think on some issues. And Bernie Sanders also does this very well. Like she, he is kind of like a lone wolf type of politician, you know, he has his own style of politics. But when it comes to it, like he knows how to work with within the system. He knows how to cooperate with Biden that, you know, clearly like Sanders and Biden are very different politicians and they don't agree on, um, you know, all, all issues, but they kind of negotiate, they compromise on certain things and Biden kind of accommodates certain Sanders on certain issues and vice versa, right? So the, the compromise is working within the party in, in the context of American politics. Yeah, and actually, I think that the the well, certainly both parties would lose a lot of voters, especially the Re Republican Party, because they've really latched onto this idea that the religion belongs to the Republican Party, which I don't think is true. I could easily see a Democratic Christian party emerging, um, and and mm. people forming under that. But also, maybe you know, the biggest problem in U.S. politics is that most people don't participate. Uh, mm. the, the elections are won and fought over by percentages, but really, you know, a large part of the population doesn't participate. And maybe, you know, it's because they mm -hmm. don't feel very represented. I know that's a big problem within the Black mm. community. So maybe uh, if we did switch to a parliamentary, a multi-party system, mm -hmm. this is, I'm just uh, um, guessing this. This is not based on any research or fact. Mm -hmm but maybe you would see a higher uh, participation if they felt that mm. some politician, mm -hmm. some party better representing them. Um, yeah. So maybe we could say that the, the, the broadness of the two party system uh, maybe uh, 
maybe is is less efficient uh, because it's not represented. Yeah, yeah, that that that's a very rational argument to make, right? Um, also, like you know, there are a lot of things that make that you know prohibits like voter turnout from becoming higher. For example, like you know, the, the system of electoral college. Like if you are a New York resident, like there's no reason really to vote because like you know, New York would go Democrat anyways, right? So there are a lot of ways to kind of like increase voter turnout. And um, multiple party system could be really one of them. Yeah, I, I think that's a good way to end it here because uh, you know, mm -hmm. we've talked a little bit of the pros and cons of each, we haven't uh, come up with a winner. Uh, I don't think there is a winner. Uh, but it's it's very yeah. interesting to see you know, the different struggles that different countries have, and 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 maybe you know imagine you know the different ways in which government systems could operate. Because you know a lot of good things are achieved due to the system of government that a country has, and a lot of bad things mm -hmm. are are also perpetuated because of the system yeah. of government that we have. So. You know, I, I am always in favor of yeah. thinking about, you know, the ways that things are run in their own country and comparing and contrasting it with different countries. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we'll, mm -hmm. so we'll close out here. Yeah, definitely. Um, yep, thanks very much for listening as always. Um, I'll see you in the next episode. Uh, bye.